Hello, listeners. This is, uh, I think this is episode 16. I'm not that good at math, which is odd for a person who purports to be an investment guru. But anyway, this is, uh, I think it's episode 16 of Alpha's Next. Um, did one this morning and uh, doing one this evening because I got through my weekly edition, as you might expect, of a magazine called The Week which has become my favorite magazine. It used to be The Economist, and uh, now it's The Week. Um, because it shows up in print. I probably shouldn't even be reading print, but I do, uh, you know, sanitize my hands after I get done. And you'll be glad to know that um, I can conclusively report that the coronavirus cannot be transmitted orally. Uh, especially when you've got a digital intermediary. So you can listen to this uh, without any concern of being uh, infected from any of my uh, droplets uh, that I that I expectorate when I speak. And now I got too much information, I know. But uh, by the way, we have a very small band of listeners, so I'm going to encourage you to forward this to friends and Romans and countrymen and whoever else. Um, it appears that we're still in the single digits, guys, so, um, which may be just as well, because the fewer people who listen, the less likely it is I will offend someone, uh, and I am heartily sorry if I offend thee, which is what we used to say in our act of contrition, uh, as Catholics. So anyway, uh, let me report here real quick on, uh, what the week has to say, uh, they've got a department called Making Money, and uh, it's entitled Doomsday for Small Business. And those of you who have small businesses, um, I talked to uh, a dental professional today. You know who you are, if you're listening. And uh, he said that uh, what the American Dental Association is advising people to do, those of you who have employees, is put them on furlough, whatever that is, and neither one of us knew what that really meant legally, and have them file unemployment and then go to your local bank, and Wintrust would be the bank I would recommend because they're small business friendly, and... Uh, go get a 7A loan, they're calling it, whatever that is. But I, I do know that the feds are anxious to lend money out to people. Uh, and then, uh, apparently under the CARES Act, whatever that is, you can keep them on your health insurance and then rehire them uh, by 630, uh, June 30th. And I think you don't have to pay the loan back. You know, all of this is up in the air, and uh, the the legs and regs, the legislation was passed, the regulations are no doubt being written, and the procedures and such, so everybody's trying to move fast, but the government is not that good at that, so, uh, but it's time to slough up to the federal trough, as I say, um, and see if you can get some money. By the way, I filed my taxes early because tax, you know, last year wasn't such a good year for the kid, uh, at least as far as the uh, IRS is concerned, and actually as far as I'm concerned. So I think I will qualify for the free helicopter money, my, my wife and I. So I filed, I gave the stuff to my accountant at least, uh, Friday. 
So if you didn't make much money last year, uh, file your 19 taxes, especially if 18 was better. Uh, you know how you can do... Well, I won't get into that, but, uh, you know, you can make 19 look not as good as 18. And uh, get a little check, and every little bit helps these days. Uh, one other thing my dentist uh, mentioned to me today, um, and I think I'll give him a plug. It's Tom Maloney, DDS, uh, out in Frankfurt, Mokina area. Great dentist. Nobody else touches my teeth. And when this all clears up, go get your teeth cleaned out there. They can use the business. It's worth the drive for those of you who don't live there. Uh, you mentioned there's a ins health insurance plan you can get, which is called a premium-only plan, so that even if you only have one or two employees, you can get uh, health insurance as a corporation. And uh, I guess your employee can deduct it on their taxes. This is something I've only heard of today. So tip of the hat, tip of the alpha's next hat to uh, Tom Maloney DDS. Fellow Evan Scout. Um... So, uh, doomsday for small business. Uh, what else are we talking about in this article that's worth knowing? A lot of businesses don't want to take on debt, it says. Well, don't worry about that, you know. They're not going to beat you up to get repaid. This is one of those where they're trying to give away money. Um, they're also talking about businesses finding ways to do business digitally. So, um also says here that um, some banks are and credit card uh, lenders are offering holidays, jubilees, uh, what's the right word here, allowing you to skip payments. Now, I've talked to my partner about that because we have a loan out and it's against my house and I am going to call up my friends at uh, Wells Fargo because it's a it's a federal loan now the feds bought the loan and my partner's concerned about the credit rating impact of that and I would think that even our friends at FICO and uh, TransUnion ought to be admonished by President Trump or whoever does such admonishing to back off on the credit rating trashing but we'll see about that. Mentions that there's price gouging, you know, which... I don't know. I, I suppose, I've, I've never been all that... You know, price gouging is, in fact, a way to uh, balance the supply-demand curves and find an equilibrium, you know, because there's some point at which nobody will pay, even if it is supposedly essential, you know some point, people ain't going to pay 10 bucks a roll for toilet paper. And if they will, then there'll be more toilet paper produced. And it'll come down. You know, supply and demand uh, functions. So I'm not as emotional uh, about price gouging as most people are. But there is the fact that the supply-demand curve is highly distorted in times of shortages particularly when we're talking about life-threatening things. So there is an argument that price gouging federal or rather government action is indicated when, when there is a crisis. But anyway, it's happening. That's no surprise. I just mention it because it's here. 
there's a uh, July 15th deadline now for taxes. But as I say, uh, and I think at least Illinois has followed suit on that, which is good. But as I say, um, you know, if you didn't make more than 75 grand last year or something like that, file because your 19 taxes will be used, so they say, uh, in lieu of 18. So if 19 was worse than 18, you should file. The charity of the week they mentioned, there's an actor's fund out there and a restaurant workers community foundation. Both of them have set up crisis relief funds, from what I understand. So if you know any actors or waiters and you know what they say about actors. If somebody tells you they're an actor, you say, oh, really? What restaurant? Um, then let them know about that. Uh, what else? There's an article here which I strongly agree with, uh, that the Chinese numbers can't be trusted. Supposedly the Chinese are starting to push people back to work, but evidently people are still afraid so the Chinese factory managers are turning on the lights and running the machines to make the government officials think they're using electricity, but their workers are still afraid to come back to work. So, you know, obviously the Chinese make Trump look like uh, Dr. Fauci because they want to get back to work, and they're scared that if their economy tanks, then people may decide that the billionaire uh, boys who are now the supposedly, quote, communist party, unquote, uh, need to take a hike. And they're always more worried about their own power than anything, obviously, uh, which is not uncommon in politicians. So uh, don't believe what you read about China because it's all, I wouldn't trust, I wouldn't trust them if they told me the, the flag was red and yellow. Or red and gold. So, uh, what else? Boeing is entitled to $17 billion in loans through this provision in the relief bill, the stimulus bill. But it says here, and this is exactly what I thought, and when I heard Steve Mnuchin talking about the Fed's getting a stake if they take the money, Boeing says it won't take the money if it has to give up an equity stake, and I don't blame them. Uh, so, you know, on one hand, that's that defeats the purpose of the, the stimulus. But on the other hand, uh, you know, at least the critics won't be able to say Boeing took government money. And there's if there's that kind of string attached, I, I wouldn't mind if they got warrants or options that allowed them to, you know, uh, at least get a, a preferred share type of a, of a boost without getting equity. I don't think that this giving equity to the government, you know, regardless of your political persuasion, remember that, you know, if you think it'd be great if one party had a stake in Boeing, uh, remember someday the other party will probably get to be in power, and you won't like that. So I say keep the government out of private enterprise. We have seen how that works in Europe with these state-owned companies, and it's a disaster, and they had to privatize them all again because they don't function when they can go to the government and get free money. I worked for wards in the 70s, and Mobile Oil owned us, and the whole business plan was, you know, lose our shirt and go to Mobile for more money, and that's what 
Any company that can go to the federal trough for more slop is not going to work that hard. I'm telling you. So, and they'll get bloated staffs and everything else. It's just a disaster. So, uh, here's a couple of quotes I like. True ignorance is not the absence of knowledge, but the refusal to acquire it. So you may be wrong, but that doesn't mean you have to be wrong for long. Reserve the right to change your mind when you get uh, new information. And that was Karl Popper who said that, apparently. And here's a quote from Cal Coolidge, one of my favorite presidents. It's a great advantage to know... uh, I'll start that again. It is a great advantage to a president and a major source of safety to the country for him to know he is not a great man. Now, our president (laughs) probably can't say that he is blessed with that self-knowledge, but um, we are all all mere mortals, you know, dust to dust, ashes to ashes. Uh, Nobody is God. And not only shouldn't the president think that, the people who vote for him shouldn't. Don't expect politicians to save you. Save yourself. Be reliant on your own bad self, you know. Uh, Now, there's a great article in here, and I'm not going to get into this, but um, there's an article about the anatomy of an infection in the briefing section. I mean, it's worth picking up this magazine just to read this because it talks about what the virus is, how it infects people, what happens then, what happens in the lungs, And what's a cytokine or cytokine storm? I wasn't a bio major. So, um, but those, it's a great summary of how this thing actually works. And I highly recommend it. I'm not going to try to summarize it because I wouldn't be able to do it justice. Um, And that's about it, I guess. That's, uh, it's a good issue. Uh, Pick it up, get it online. You know, you'll be much better informed if you get the week than you are now. Because every week I learn something, literally. And uh, they focused, I mean, they pivoted right to this coronavirus, you know. The whole issue is basically virus, virus, virus. So they're very quick on the draw, and they pivot quickly, and they pick up what's going on. And basically it's a digest. It's like Reader's Digest used to be, except, you know, much quicker. Uh, and much more succinct, and they basically pick and summarize the best reporting and opinion on a particular issue uh, from the best sources, and they give you all the sides of the story. So, you know, it's not like being in your bubble, like watching Fox or watching MSNBC, uh, where you you only hear the one side of the story. Uh, So anyway, that's it. And uh, be safe, live long and prosper. I took 15 minutes of your life. I hope I gave you some value in return. Everything in here is copyrighted and trademarked and lawyered up. But do feel free, and I encourage you actually to share these pearls of wisdom uh, with your fellow uh, podcast fans. Uh, Brought to you by Alpha's Next. We're trying to help you make more money. You know, you used to have Salozzi Edelson where you always save more money. Well, Alpha's next where you always make more money. At least, you know, hopefully you do. We're giving you our best shot. Um, one other tip I'll share with you real quick. 
somebody was talking about Apple today. Where should I buy Apple and what should I do? And again, you know, options are not for the uh, for the home gamer, but I'm I keep talking about them because you know uh, it's something that you may want to look into learning how to do. And if you do want to learn how to do it, uh, get in touch with my friend Dan Dan Keegan. He's the options thinker. I think he's got a website or something. But uh, he has the Chicago School of Trade. He can teach you how to how to how to trade these things. Mention my name. Because I do get a little spiff if anybody takes his course. But uh, as a result of my referral, you know, full disclosure. Hey, I'm out to make a buck too, you know. And uh, But what Dan was advising us to do, because uh, my partner's taking his course, so he gives you free advice when you take a course uh, with him. He was advising, you know, go long in a stock and then sell puts because the puts, as I mentioned the other day, are real high-priced insurance right now. So let's say Apple's trading at 250 and I don't know what it is. If you think that's a good level, uh, maybe you want to sell some puts at 240 or 230 and also go long the stock. So the trouble with a put, of course, is, you know, Apple's a pricey stock. So... Um, the other way to play it is to use an ETF that has a lot of Apple so you can get more shares because options uh, are basically in a 100-lot denomination. So if you sell one put, you got to buy 100 shares, which right now is $23,000 no, $23, for 100 shares. Yeah, that's right. So that's a lot of dough. But if you got that kind of dough and you like it, you know, you like the price point now for Apple, buy 100 shares and sell a put against it. And that way, if you uh, sell the put at, say, 230, if it's 250 underlying, you can get in for basically a discount. Um, and if it doesn't go down to that level, then you pocket the premium. So, and the premiums are stiff right now. So it's kind of what I would call a covered put, but I don't think Dan calls it that. So anyway, that's a trade that I was recommended to somebody who was saying, you know, should I buy Apple now? Should I not buy Apple now? Uh, there's other ways to play it, obviously, but if you're if you're buying anything now on a, on the options markets because the 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 volatility is so high, the implied volatility of these things. Uh, it's too expensive to buy anything on the option side. So you're better off being a, a seller of options, and that's a pretty safe way to sell an option. And you can do that all day. You can hold the shares and keep selling a put every week, you know, uh, and pocket the premium if it, if it stays where it is or goes up. So, And if it goes down, then you're going to get assigned, but, you know, you get to buy another 100 shares for a, a lower level than you... And affect your dollar cost averaging, you know, or else you're pocketing the premium either way. So, you know, some of you may not get what I'm talking about, but um, I figure if I keep talking about it, it'll start to make more sense to you. number of different ways to learn about options and uh, on the web, etc. I'm no expert, by the way, as I proved to myself, unfortunately, at very high tuition. But, um, you know... I'm older and wiser now, and uh, I, I think this is a great time to start looking at these things and start educating yourself. If you don't get into options this time, and maybe you'll never get into them, 
maybe next crises. And there will be more crises. Uh, but in any event, studying options also tells, teaches you a lot about trading, uh, about how the market works. And I was thinking today, uh, you know, there is a similarity between viral behavior and trading behavior. Because uh, one of the things I, I found today that's very encouraging, actually, is the, and I am no mathematician, but there's a fellow out there who put together a logarithmic uh, graph of viral uh, rates. And you can do this with the deaths, or you can do this with the infections or the incidence of COVID-19, which is the disease. But it goes up exponentially until it stops. And what happens is commonsensical. At some point, if the vi- let's say the virus was 100% fatal, which thank God it's not, sir. But if it was, eventually it would go up and up and up and up. And then at some point, there'd be nobody left to infect. And so it, it would go down to zero in terms of the infection rate or the propagation rate or whatever. Uh, and the fact is that it's not, you know, uh, maybe it's uh, somewhere single digit. Uh, fatalities. But what happens is you get it, you develop antibodies, and then you can't generally, at least we hope, can't get it again, at least not from that particular mutation. So it runs out of people to infect, and then the propagation rate drops to zero. So they showed a graph, and they showed the Chinese number, which I don't really believe, but, you know, hopefully, they showed South Korea, same thing. It goes up and up and up and up, logarithmically, and then it drops really dramatically in terms of the, uh, you know, the logarithmic measurement, you know, and it's like, log- I don't really understand logarithmic, I never got that, but it's like 1, 2, 4, 8, 16, if something's going up exponentially, these graphs show how it all of a sudden, in a logarithmic, you know, in terms of its exponential expansion, it's it really drops faster, so... If you look at it as just raw number of cases on a linear chart, it doesn't look like as dramatic a slowdown as it is from a from a logarithmic chart because of the exponentiality uh, dramatically slowing, and that's really a good indicator of getting you know to the point where it's safe to go back outside, and that's the key from an economic perspective. Well, it occurred to me that the market is the same way, you know, like a momentum trade. If the stock is moving up first, one person buys, then two, then four, then eight, and eventually there's nobody left to buy, and that's when the selling starts. And it's the same thing on the way down. You know, one person sells, then two, then four, and the emotion becomes contagious. And eventually it becomes uh, to the point where there's nobody left to sell. Everybody is sold who's going to sell, and then the buying starts. So... It, there's a sort of a viral uh, exponential growth and decline element to to stock trading and investments in general, which is probably something that somebody way smarter than me figured out a long time ago, like all these tr- program traders. But, um, you know, you've got to know when that logarithmic buying and logarithmic selling chart starts to drop and that's when you need to get out of dodge so i'm going to be sharing that with some folks out there in uh you know quant land 
And if we can figure out that kind of a model, who knows? So anyway, uh, that's our ventures next arm. You know, anybody looking to make some money here? Uh, we got some ideas on how to do that. We're trying to raise some money. And uh, give me a call if you want to talk about it. 708-334-8414. Um, and I had a very long digression there, but it was on my mind and I wanted to get it out there. So uh, now I took more of your time. 25 minutes of your life you'll never get back. But uh, we all got time on our hands anyway. So hopefully I got you through a little bit of the coronavirus uh, isolation. This is Terry Nugent, signing off.